welcome to the Now There's a Thought podcast. We hope you enjoyed the summer break and are ready for our back to school episode because today, a podcast host, a pastor and a science communicator walk into a bar to ask, what do kids think about God and science? As usual, it's not actually a bar. Today, we thank Gavin at Believing Science for providing space for our pop-up bar. So, welcome to the Now There's a Thought bar. I'm afraid you'll have to buy your own drink. Welcome to the Now There's a Thought Bar. My name is Louise. I will be hosting the podcast as always. And as usual, I'm joined by one of my all-time favourite people, Andy Waddams, pastor of Gallery Church in Birmingham. What? That's outstanding. It's put me on the back foot completely, really, to be that liked in the all-time list. How big is the list? I'm not commenting on that. Okay, all right. Well, hello, listener. Uh, It's wonderful to be with you once more. We're going to have a great time today. Lovely. And of course, we have our wonderful guest. Welcome to Sarah Mooring. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. They were all chanted. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. We all chanted. Um, so, yes, you work in schools. You communicate science and faith. So we're going to talk a bit about that. Mm. And I was really interested when you put this idea for the title to me, because we've talked to a few people who work with kids and communicate to kids, but you wanted to talk a bit about what the kids think. And I was just like, that's actually, Mm. wow, that is simple. And yet we haven't done it. Mm. (laughs) So... Yeah, I'm excited to do that. But before we do any of that, we need to introduce you a little bit. Who is she? Who is this Sarah Let's get to know her a little bit. And Sarah, are we all right to call you Sarah? Um, You don't ever shorten it, do you, to Saz or anything like that? Sazza? No, it's it's been tried. It's not for me. It's not for me, yeah. All right, Sazzinio, anything like that? It, no? it could be fun. Maybe I should take that forward. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we want you to feel comfortable, yeah. so we'll just go with Sarah. Just Sarah. Thanks I do always tell the kids in school, though, like, it's just Sarah. No it's miss. just Sarah. No. Miss, no. Okay, mm. all right. Not all right. doctor yeah. or reverend or anything like no, that. No, no, no. And Sarah's bringing some summertime energy. She's got shades on her head. I'm loving it. You know. It's 19 degrees. It's 19 degrees. <laughs> Dungarees <laughs> are out. It's, Dungarees it's, and yeah. It is sunny in Manchester, which is a special occasion. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I travelled oh. from the south to the north yesterday and it's sunnier here. So Is that right? Congrats, Incredible. Manchester. Congrats, Manchester. Well done, Manchester. <laughs> We're enjoying it. Let's get to know Sarah. Let's get to know right, Sarah. Right. So I have my traditional quickfire questions, which are carefully non-scientifically tested mm. to get to the core of our guest's being. So Deep. I hope you're ready for this. Deep stuff. Mm. So, question one. What is your name and where do you come from? My name's Sarah Mooring and I'm from London. London town. Mm, Which yeah. bit of London town? I mean, the quick fire questions I always interrupt. Uh, Sorry. Northwest, Harrow. Okay, is there a postcode that you would describe to? Oh, HA1. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and all Harrow. your people would say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, right. But crucially, not the part where the posh school is. Bottom of the hill. Okay. Yeah, you have to make that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Harrow Massive coming at you. Exactly, yeah. All right. When's bin day? Oh, Thursday. I don't see these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I moved house recently, though, and it used to be Wednesday. It still catches me out, but it Confusing. is now Thursday. Okay. Uh, if you were to design your crest, what animal would you put on it? Oh, a crest? Um, uh, a giraffe, maybe? I yeah. like that. I don't know. I like She's quite that. tall. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, docks or converse? Oh, converse. Nice. Mm. Good choices. Uh, pancakes or full English? Pancakes, 100%. I feel Mm. like I can tell a lot about a person from that question. Um, I won't tell you what I can tell, though. (laughs) What's your favourite day? (laughs) Oh, 
I want some of these oh, questions from me. Um, What's your favourite day? I quite like a Tuesday. I'm not just saying that because today That's is Tuesday. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, we like a Tuesday as well. We Aww. love a Tuesday, especially when you come and join us. Um, okay. Why? What's that about there? Why? Why a Tuesday? Because, well, I don't. I just think Mondays, you know, eh, mm-hmm. you're getting into it. Mm-hmm. Tuesdays, you know what you're doing. You're into it. Yeah, but you've Monday, still got time. You're not okay. like, oh, uh, I no need looming deadlines on a Tuesday. Yeah. So I like yeah, that. I like, I like that logic. Mm. I like that. I'm just going to throw this out there. Lou, what's your favourite day? It's my favourite day. Can you, do you see the pressure you're putting? I do see the <laughs> pressure <laughs> you're putting people under. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I like a Thursday. Pub quiz is Thursday. Nice. Thursday is good. And you feel you're on the way way down into the weekend way down yeah i don't know if that yeah into the weekend and it works workload tends to not be too heavy on a thursday Mm. nice Uh, ask me mine what's your favorite day andy mine's um easter obviously when christ was resurrected just that one day of the year absolutely my favorite day well i was there actually um you know with the with the apostles um, at that time, that was my favourite yeah. all-time day. Yeah, Easter is a good one. To be Do fair. I? <laughs> it's not a bad day, was it? <laughs> yeah. Do I win? Do I win some sort I of think, religious prize? Yeah, I think yeah. you get some points. Most there. religious answer. Yes, someone's <laughs> yeah. church leader. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, roll eyes roll. Yeah, okay. Tuesday though. Mm, good shout. Oh, good we've shout. all found out a bit about each other there. Mm. That was that was fun. Yeah. yeah so these are the quick fire questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so self-absorbed. I'm bringing it on to me. <laughs> good it's good for it's good for everyone to know you a little bit as well you, yeah. i mean you keep popping up here hello it's, uh, it yes. does make sense yes uh before we dive into the topic let's talk a bit about you mm. now that we we know you a bit via quick fire questions yeah but we need to find a bit about find out a bit of i can't talk today you, find out a bit we'll keep that we'll keep me keep, I keep it in. we'll keep me no, was, if you're listening you'll have sense of hesitation there whether we like cut that out but now we're talking and talking about it for ages and ages we're keeping it in it's become a feature yeah and it makes the guests feel at home they think oh you know i can be relaxed too yeah (laughs) it's it's literally my job to talk do you want to um do you want to try that sentence again no i'm (laughs) happy with it okay we're happy with how that's going i'm owning it yeah what was the question though Uh, we need to find out a bit about sarah beyond the quickfire questions right 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 yes yes um so let's start with your science path because you come from a science background i do yeah. Did you always love science? I think Ooh. I did. I My earliest kind of memory of really loving science was year eight. I had a cracking teacher, Mrs. Pittaway. Absolutely, babe. Yeah. Pittaway. Um, she wow. just, yeah, I think she's still there. I'm, I have a big dream of going back to my old school with work and seeing oh. Mrs. Pittaway, but oh, it's not happened yet. And saying to them, look where I am now. Exactly. You said I'd be nothing. Yeah. Oh, is that, no, that's me well, again, sorry. Well, no, I, so I actually did really struggle at school oh, did you? Um, with my A-levels, yeah. So, Ooh. like, did science, kept going with it, even though redid a year. And, yeah, wow, wow. yeah, was like... I really want to go and do this. So, yeah, kept going. Yeah. Got to university by the skin of my teeth um, (laughs) to go and study pharmaceutical science, which was kind of a bit of biology, a bit of chemistry, a bit of like law and ethics as well, which was interesting. Of course, Um, yes. yes. Yeah. Just because we can. Exactly. Does it mean we should? Yeah. Um, Should we like test on animals, all of that stuff? So. Yeah, I but, love that. Yeah. I love that you were so determined. Just like, no, I do really love this, and yeah, I will yeah. be good at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I uh, yeah. Then had I went with these like big dreams of 
I'm going to discover all of these new drugs and mm. it'll be amazing. Wow. So so if a, if a young person is dreaming about pharmaceuticals, one of the key dreams might be that they discover a drug that helps humanity. Yeah, that was that oh, was the dream. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was quite naive as it turns out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It's all news to me, but I think mm. if you're going to go into something, go with some ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. But, you you yeah. studied in Lincoln. I did, which yeah. is one of my favourite places. Like, oh, hang Lincoln. on, that's the second time you've thrown favourite out uh, in well, this podcast. I see what's happening today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got to love a city that names that looks at a street and goes, "What should we call that?" Well, it's on a hill. Yeah, kind of hill. It's really steep. Yeah. Got it. I've got it. Steep hill. Steep hill. Steep hill. Steep hill. <laughs> and it is steep. It's very steep. It's yeah. got a handrail. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Three sort of sections. You need a little breather within. Yeah. I've yeah. always wanted to go to Lincoln, but it, but it does seem a long way from everywhere. Is that Terrible fair or not? Terrible connections. Terrible transport connections. Yeah. The link. The links. The links are no good. This, no. Yeah. It Just is a little indeed one not Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> But it's nice when you get there, I would recommend. It's nice when you get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cathedral? Beautiful. Cathedral Cathedral. City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Similar vibes to, like, York, a bit smaller. Mm. Slightly weirder, but in a quite endearing way. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lincoln. It's good. Yeah, Yeah, it's good too. Wave at my parents on your way past. Yeah, wait, they're often on the side of the road, are they? Yeah, no. <laughs> just wait, yeah. She might be passing today. (laughs) (laughs) They run a roadside cafe. That'll do you a lovely egg and bacon. Uh, yep. So you're in Lincoln. So yeah, Lincoln. So I was in so Lincoln. I don't, know, I don't know how we went to Lincoln. We got to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like loved uni, loved being in Lincoln. Yeah. Loved the science, but was like, not sure this is 100% for me doing lab work. Mm. It was just a bit, yeah. I think the idea of going to work in research. Yeah. A, yeah, in a lab kind of by yourself, doing the same thing all the time. And mm. B, in an industry that I thought was really nice and about caring for people but actually isn't really that nice yeah interesting yeah hmm so yeah kind of got halfway through and was like well what am I going to do with this now if that's not what I want to do um and I guess realized I liked talking about science more than I liked actually doing science sure Um, yeah and had never heard of this thing called science communication, which turns out is actually just talking to people about science that'll do I thought (laughs) I could do that Um, sounds good yeah Amazing. So kind of started exploring that. Cool. Well, let's get into that in a sec. But mm. first, it's time for a game. Today we're playing Is It Medicine? Hi, listener. A quick disclaimer. Please don't use any of this for actual medical advice. We're just messing around and people will exaggerate or maybe even make things up to get their hands on those precious points. Enjoy the silliness purely for the entertainment purposes for which it was devised. Is it medicine? Is it medicine? Is it? So you tell me you are going to have 30 seconds each to argue whether a particular item that I will give you is or is not medicine or okay. therapy. OK, like, well, hey, you can't just throw something big like that in the end. Medicine or therapy. Well, you know, is it medicine is a catchier title than is it therapy? Um, OK, but, okay. You know. mm. OK, so right. I've got to give you some scope. I've got to give Sarah some scope. Sarah will be arguing. Yes. OK, these items are medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Andy will be arguing, no, they are not. Oh, dear. So We're here again. We are, We're here, we are again. here once more. Here we go. Sarah, I mean, I don't want to intimidate you, but um, I often lose. Okay. So uh, today I'm due. 
you're, I'm due you're to up cash for a in. win. Yeah. I know there's only three we get asked normally, but I think I'm going to win 15 Stop nil. Stop trying to guilt the guest into giving you a win. I think I'm going to win 15 nil today. Okay. As yeah. a sort of rules-based person, like how do I win? What do I have to do to win? <laughs> okay, there are three <laughs> items. You have to win two or three. And are you judging and if... I am okay. judging. I award okay. the points. So... Mm. Uh, whilst there could be some bias. There could be there could be some bias. You but just say that. Oh, but previous results would suggest, so, if anything. I mean, others would argue. You know me better, and you can argue to, <laughs> to the judge a little bit better. So uh, you have your point. own advantage. Uh, I've not even thought of that. Uh, well, maybe I should have done that. In previous yeah. Episodes. <laughs> appeal okay. to me. Appeal to my better oh, nature. Just, well, every time you just throw out a new random thing, it throws me for so long. We have thirty seconds to try and formulate some sort of <laughs> yeah. Shall we start with you, Andy? Oh, that sounds fair. That sounds yes. Great. I wonder if you'd have more thinking time. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm arguing that You're this arguing thing is not, not medicine, medicine or therapy. Yeah. You're about to tell me what this thing is. I am. Your oh. thing is laughter. Go. Is not. Is not. Oh. How do we do this? Everything is built in me to say that it is. You've really stitched me up. I've got no argument. None's coming. I mean, I'm filling. There's words coming out of my mouth, but I literally have... No. Okay. All right. Okay. Scenario. Scena- How long have I got left? 28 seconds. 28 seconds. So 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Um, okay. Scenario. Um, I've been in a horrendous accident and my leg has come off. Indeed. Someone comes along and says, how can I help you? And I say, listen, I'm going to need a whole bunch of help here. And they just laugh at me. That was not helpful, and that not is helpful. why laughter is not medicine or therapy. <gasps> the whistle, Beautiful. I love the it. Whistle. Yes. yes, so this is my hand-whittled whistle. We didn't introduce the whistle. I whistled it myself. It appears on every beauty. podcast. Yes. That was very confusing. I set the timer for 30 minutes and had to do all the calculations in my head. I think I'd done them before you'd worked it out. <laughs> yeah. I looked across and thought, oh, I know what I've got. Um, not the most compelling argument. I feel you got there. You got humorous scenario. There. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, really. Breaking your leg is always hilarious. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is, this might be a tap in for you here. Let's see. Off we go. Thirty seconds, Sarah. On why laughter is medicine. Well, firstly, I think you could definitely buy some sort of sign to go on your kitchen wall that says something like laughter is the best medicine you know yeah. next to you live laugh love um so clearly it's the opinion of the people um and look, it might not get your leg back on mm. but it's going to make you feel better if you're having a rubbish day put on something a bit funny have a little laugh you're not going to feel worse you're going to feel better that's medicine <laughs> Unable to blow my whistle for a second. I thought the whistle was gone. <laughs> That's uh, good. Yeah, fair. I think I'm giving that one to Sarah. Yes. I love that. You were so close to live, love, laugh there know, as well, I weren't know. you? So <laughs> close. I mean, I've literally written preaching series on laughter and the power wow. and the, of joy. I did feel a little cruel doing oh, that. Wow, to I was you, completely I was on the back foot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry, but you know. Brilliant. Um, oh, what a surprise! It's one nil to the guest. One nil to the guest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We've got we've got a challenge. You've had your challenge, Sarah. You're going first on this one. You're first this time. I want to know why a brick is, in fact, medicine. (laughs) Go. Okay, a brick. The humble brick. Um, Okay, so let's go scenario again. Um, You're hobbling along the road. You've injured your leg. Let's go leg Mm. again. Mm. Um, You need a little sit down to rest your leg. Oh, a brick. I'll just take a little pew on there, rest my weary leg, 
it might be a bit better. <laughs> it's not not medicine. <laughs> it's not not medicine. <laughs> it's Fantastic. not medicine. <laughs> it's the new title of the podcast. It's, it's not, not not medicine. Not medicine. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Right. And the 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 smallest of bricks to sit on. Yeah, just a little. Yes, that's better. And they are not on the floor. Yeah. You're, you know, you could even elevate your leg on there, maybe. Oh. Ooh. Oh, they said yeah. as they sat on oh, the brick. The brick, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Brilliant. Andy, yes. can you counter it? <laughs> Why is a brick not medicine? Go. Okay. Well, a brick is is not medicine. I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Uh, I'm just going to use one example, really. I've never been watching daytime TV and an advertisement has come up suggesting for just £2 a month I can send some children in a village in Africa a bunch of bricks. That's never been, that's never come up. I've never had that option to text a number just to send this child some bricks and never say, you know, for the medicine we have here, we can send this child a brick and they won't lose their sight. Okay, so bricks aren't medicine. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, that would be a funny advert, though. It would. I mean, it would really, because sometimes we switch off a bit because they're quite harrowing, aren't they? They are. And yeah. then if they went, send a brick, yeah. I'd be like, sorry, what are they doing? <laughs> they just need a brick. Just need a brick. <laughs> just to put their leg on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, it is one all. Yes. And we're returning to Andy oh. for a start. All right. Okay. Here we go. I would like to know why cowpal is not medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you really we started. Oh yeah. gosh. Right. Cowpal is okay, well cowpal is not medicine. I'll tell you that as a parent, okay? <laughs> so I've got some qualification in this field. Um cowpal is just sugar guised in medicine, gloopy. So, and have you seen how you take cowpaw nowadays? You have to pull it out of a... It's like an injection needle thing. That's an aside. Cowpaw isn't medicine because it's mainly a placebo, sugary placebo for children and has no positive effect and doesn't change anything. <laughs> I just don't believe anything I've said. It's amazing. Yeah. I'd still that have was, That came over you there. It's all you about... Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, Sarah. Why is cowpaw medicine? Here we go. Go. It might be mainly sugar-based, but I would argue that does help. Um, mm. I'd like to give a shout-out to my nephew, Jesse, 18 months. He loves cowpole. Mm. Any excuse for cowpole, he's <laughs> necking it in that little syringe. <laughs> he loves it, and it makes him feel better. A little temperature, oh, cowpole. It's come right down. <laughs> so I would argue it's 100% a medicine, mm. and I would still take it today if it would work for me. <laughs> Just spare time on the end there. Just, oh, sure. Right, yeah, it. just round her off. Yeah, I victory. D- yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a victory for Calpol is medicine. Surely, I feel oh, like. Oh really? Yeah. Calpol, that thing that's medicine. It is medicine. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. I'm I'm going to field a disqualification here. I'm, you're the ref here. I just don't think it's appropriate, safe or responsible to be talking about kids addicted to injecting <laughs> substances into themselves. And I think we've really crossed a line. It is administered by a parent. By a parent. Oh, now yeah, we say yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, in the footnotes we say that. Yes, by parents. Uh, yeah. okay. All right. Um, yeah, congratulations on your win, Sarah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yes, a victory. Yeah, sorry, let me sorry. just clap. Well done. <laughs> <clears throat> it was good, actually. Good fun. Some important game. points raised. Good game. Yes. Mm. Yes. What is a medicine? Good. Right. There you go. <laughs> We've explored the topic by medium of a game. So, you've studied pharmaceutical science. You've mm. realised you like talking about science more than you like being in a lab. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so, you then went on into science communication. I did. What is the path from here? 
So mm. it was an interesting time doing. So yeah, did a masters um, down in London. Oh, just throw a masters in, in there, yeah. Yeah, just did it a was. Masters, yeah, it, was yeah. it was a good time. I loved it. What I did was it masters again. In? So it was in science communication. Okay, right, right, so it was right, right. basically looking at like the history of science, how science works in the rest of society, um, and it was interesting because I think that was probably the first time that I had ever come across anyone being like but what do you mean you're a Christian and you're here doing science? Like that just hadn't yeah. ever happened while I was at Lincoln. Um, yeah, the question was just never really raised. Um, and I always remember our first like, lecture um, in the science and the police of society course was like mm. someone was like, well, religion is used to oppress people right, and yeah. science is truth to set them free. And go. I thought, okay, yeah, this is going to yeah. be interesting. So... Mm. Yeah, it was really like great getting to have some of those conversations. But also think it through for myself. When you say someone in the room, someone from the front or just within the room? Within the room. Okay. So well, yeah, so kind of up here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. So, so, sorry. Um, what, so what? So what did that do for you? Did you have this secure faith, and you'd already answered loads of these things, and you felt that you were, or. Did it raise a load of questions with you? Did it even shake your faith perhaps a little bit or strengthen yeah. it eventually? Or I think I think looking back, it was all round like a very formative year. Yeah, I bet. Because I kind of come out of uni, so was going to a new church where like I wasn't a youth or a student really because mm. I kind of well, I wasn't going to a church where there were students around so I was like yeah. oh I have to just do this by myself there's no yeah. one that's telling me what to do anymore mm. uh, yeah, and also doing this course where it's like yeah people asking me these questions raising these thoughts I hadn't really considered much before mm. so yeah lots of big thinking and figuring out kind of what I thought um while also having a lot of fun because it was a great time but yeah. um yeah I think it definitely made me build a few more foundations that I hadn't really considered before. So mm. lessons in kind of paving yeah. your own way. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So had you always been a Christian? Yeah. So growing up um, in a Christian family yeah. with a mum who was a vicar and a dad who was an engineer. So maybe it's unsurprising that I've come where I am. Yeah. Um, Bringing them together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the questions around science were never... A thing at home it was just wasn't kind a of, conflict no not no. at all not at all wow. um yeah very encouraged to kind of pursue science um yeah, yeah. definitely a home where we were very free to like explore what faith was for us it was never a you must come to church like mm. as soon as we were old enough to choose not to then it yeah. was yeah kind of up to us so um yeah but definitely had the kind of foundation of being in this christian family but where questions were very free to be asked yeah nice and carried that forward with mm. you and that's the sort of thing that you now go out and take into schools yeah so how did that moment happen how did you find god and the big bang what inspired you to to go work for yeah. them yeah it was completely unexpected i think yeah now looking back at all of that kind of thinking and questioning that i was doing perhaps it shouldn't be a surprise but <laughs> um i think i had imagined that i would go and work for some kind of like health charity or something like that, yeah. that maybe I could use the kind of pharmaceutical stuff with the communication stuff that I'd done. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of where I was imagining myself heading. Um, and then 
weirdly, my dad was on a mailing list um, that had this job with the Diocese of Manchester working on God and the Big Bang come up. He's like, oh, that sounds interesting. Mm. Um, and I didn't even really know that that field was a thing yeah. aside from a few people who were writing books and doing yeah. the kind of very, very high level academic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also was like, well, it's in Manchester, so why would I apply for that? <laughs> I've never been to Manchester in my life. Mm. So, yeah, but kind of had that thing of like looking at the website, reading the job description, felt a bit sick and was like, this actually sounds great. Whoa. So let's give Sorry, it a go. That is that happens with, if something seems right to you. Yeah, you just feel really sick. sick. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, How did you know? Yeah. Well, funny story. I yeah, just I felt, felt a bit sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So there was like a sense of moment. Yeah, like reading. I think this might be. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. Very cool. Moved. Great. Finished my dissertation within two weeks and moved up here and started the job. So and here we are. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about God and the Big Bang. Mm. What, what is this organisation? What do you do? Yeah. So it's a fun title because it already gets people being like, huh, It's a real problem. <laughs> the title alone is a problem. Yeah. yeah. So we work in schools all over the country um, looking at the compatibility of science and faith. Mm. Yeah. So we work in primary schools and secondary schools, church schools, but also community schools, non-faith schools. Um, and we look at some of the topics where students might have questions around how faith plays a part in the science that they're learning. Um, and so we have a whole team of amazing scientists who also have a faith um, who come and help us deliver the days. Um, so they do these interactive workshops that just start the conversation, really. Um, and we always say that we're way more interested in hearing what the yeah. students have to say, what their ideas are, and just kind of facilitate that rather than going in and being like, Blah, 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 blah. this is why you should think what yeah, I think yeah. so yeah I love That's that good. you're mm. having a conversation with them yeah exactly yeah mm. so you good. have you have some juicy stats for us right on mm. what the what the kids think what have you been finding yeah so the kind of ideal thing is that as we're doing all of these days in all of these different schools um, part of the days we get them to do a survey at the start and then again at the end. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. yeah, which is really is that helpful. Is metric for funding, is it? Is <laughs> that so, the impact we're having? Yeah. It's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's how, like, we send a report to each individual school kind of saying, this is wow, what your students thought so at the start cool. of the day. And this is kind of where they've come to at the end of the day. Ah, um, obviously appreciating that within, like, four or five hours it's not going to be completely yeah, yeah. ground shaking yeah um but yeah so we have all of these surveys yeah um, so valuable yeah, yeah yeah and they'd we'd had some work done with the um data from secondary schools um and then at the start of covid we found ourselves with a lot of time on our hands because we couldn't go into any schools so yeah, we're yeah, like yeah, yeah. let's actually do something with all of these individual schools data let's bring it all together and have a look at what the kind of bigger picture is. And um, yeah, I've kind of kept doing this like quite informal, but we think really valuable work on um, mm. bringing the data and, and having a look at it. What does it say? What's so the, the kind of... preempted? Uh, no, that was the perfect question. Thank yeah. you. Oh. The, the crunch <laughs> ones, because um, yeah. there's questions on all kinds of things that um, we then start to cover. So things like the Big Bang, obviously, and mm. evolution and climate change. Um, but the one that we kind of really focus on and um, is so it's a statement and they either agree disagree or say they're not sure okay um and it's science makes it difficult to believe in god Ooh. and so for a 
um, year five or year six students. So that's a kind of nine yeah. to 11 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, typically around 43% will agree with that. So they will say, yes, science makes it difficult to believe in God. Um, and then we do the same um, kind of looking at it for year 11. So 15 or 16 year old um, and it's 56% would agree. Wow. And for both of those, um, those stats are students in Church of England schools. Right. So where yeah. they will have had a lot of input oh, from a kind of faith perspective into so, their learning. So in some ways they might be thinking about it more. Possibly. <clears throat> and yeah. so that could present more tension, whereas in another school they might not even think about it. Yeah. But then they will have been in a place where they might have heard more pro, godly, faithy stuff. So I wonder how that balances out. That's really interesting. Sorry. Mm. Is that is that tip do you find that in the classroom as well? Do you think that there is like typically half the class are, are finding a problem with belief? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the ones that always kind of spring to mind is where you have a kind of whole range in a classroom of students who are like, I'm 100% sure that God isn't real. Science right. is yeah. the best and tells us everything and can't answer every question. All the way through to like, I can think of one student who... It came up to me and said, I, I don't believe in the Big Bang. I believe in a seven-day creation. Mm. What do I do with that? Wow. And so kind of having that spectrum within one room of 30 students is yeah. fascinating, but, mm. yeah. yeah, tricky to kind of balance all of those different things. So, yeah. yeah. So those are your stats from the beginning of the session. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so do you find that they change? Yeah, so Have you got see, it down to zero at the end yeah, of the session? Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. here. Uh, we <laughs> typically see somewhere between a 15 and 20% drop um, wow. and hope that that will kind of continue um, as we encourage them to carry yeah. on the conversation after we've gone um, amongst themselves, when they get home, with their teachers. So, yeah. And I think the way we kind of frame it on this podcast really is less about persuasion and more about just removing barriers yeah. and, and roadblocks and giving people option. Yeah. Which are, I mean, there's a place for persuasion. Of course there is. But um, I think in a school, in a environment, if you're removing roadblocks to 15%, yeah. that's fantastic, yeah. really, isn't it? Just, you know, should you need a face somewhere down the line or whatever, you mm. know, I think that's really great, really valuable work. And even if all they remember from the day is that they've met someone who would say, yeah, I'm a scientist and I'm also a Christian, and they yeah. think... yeah. Oh, that's actually possible. There are people who exist yeah. with both of those things. And that's great. Mm. Yeah. We'd love them to remember a little bit more. But And you're young as well. Yeah. Which is helpful. Yeah. Um, because they will relate to you. We're laughing beforehand, aren't we? Just um, teachers tend to be, oh, you're a young teacher or <laughs> you're of no age at all. You are just <laughs> old, older teacher type, you know. And you could actually be, I'm, I'm only 32. Mm. They're like, no, 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 you're just teacher age. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there a crew of you that go in? Is it just you? Is it? Yeah, so we normally have like three or four of us that go. Um, Ooh, yeah, pack. which is so you yeah, can get around the class. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and it means we'll have people with different science backgrounds. We uh, also have people with yeah. different faith backgrounds. So we're all Christians, but yeah, yeah, yeah. from a whole different range of churches well, and yeah. um, and beliefs kind of within that. So I think it means we're a bit more representative, and we we don't claim to be like we all believe the same thing and think the same thing. We kind of try and show those different ideas so it's not yeah. like yeah. you either have to think this or nothing. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. So how do you have 
you, some of the um, conversations that you have with the kids, it comes from, okay, you've done a survey, so we know what you think and we, we're trying our best not to influence that because that's how you do surveys. <laughs> um, but how, how else do you get them to kind of explore these ideas? Because you're talking a lot about like not just communicating and telling them what to think. How do you get this information out of them? Mm. Um, so something like I do a workshop on pharmaceuticals because that's my background fabulous um and so we start off by being like well this is how a drug or medicine is developed yeah um and then say okay here's a list of nine different diseases or conditions um you need to pick your priority areas which ones are you gonna try and develop a treatment for as your highest priority to your lowest priority so get them to think like well what do I perceive as the worst? Maybe it's mm. that they've got someone in their life who has that. Right, or maybe it's right, something right. where they think, oh, that something like eczema, not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of start off with those sort of conversations, leading them towards the end point of like, how do we put a value on someone's life? How do yeah. we decide whether a human is worth more or less or all humans worth the same? Or is there something that puts more value on them? Um, and so kind of saying this is some of the stuff that people within science wrestle with Mm. but actually these are the questions that are relevant to you whether you're into science or not Mm. and really whether you have a faith or not as well um they're kind of those big moral questions for us to hear their thoughts on yeah what did we decide in the end yeah it's interesting well yeah they were all like it's not nice but you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) you're all right (laughs) so yeah wow what kinds of responses do you get? Kind of throwing these massive questions out to quite young children in some cases. Mm, How yeah. do they respond? Yeah, it's. I think what we tried to do over the last few years in particular is we realised we'd get to the end of the day and be like, oh, I did this great session with that group and heard these few things. And you'd realise like, oh, the same three people have spoken yeah. all day and we haven't heard anyone else's ideas. Mm. So we're trying to get ways of getting everyone involved whether that's verbal or nonverbal. So sometimes we'll have like a big question on a massive bit of flip chart paper and just say, write all your ideas down. Um, And so things like the, how do we put a value on a human's life? Some of them might write down things like, well, it depends how much money you make or it depends what you're contributing. Um, I was with some year nine students a few weeks ago who were like, well, being rich is going to make me happy, so mm. it's how much money I make. I'm like, wow. okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's working out kind of where, yeah, <laughs> where those kind of morals, values come from and, and how does that influence particularly what we do in and with science. Yeah. Do you find these similar questions with adults, Andy? We, um, yeah. Yeah, but they're normally uh, adults outside of that classroom context tend to, from my, in my experience, tend to be more polite, yeah. not necessarily rock the boat. I mean, <laughs> there are some out there, you know, warriors, but typically I think people are more polite. So the reason I mention that is because then it becomes the whole thing becomes a lot more internal. Yeah. It takes a little while to um, for people to gain trust, especially in church leaders because of, you know, all the news and, mm. and um, the nature of kind of church leadership and... So, but once you get there and it's not such a private event, the questions are always really similar. Um, you know, there are, there are some people who've got like a very kind of zoomed out approach, but most people have got a bias towards one 
pain or hurt or logic or something that they can't quite melt together and you know some things are intrinsically more valuable to some people than others um mm. and so you know some people genuinely in their 40s coming to know faith the dinosaurs is still a massively important question for them yeah um and then others you know typically more so is what about the hurt yeah. that mm. uh, that my child had or my grandmother had and and still haven't necessarily processed that and so yeah like there's a real question of value really and i just wonder whether i'm really musing now so we might have to dump this <laughs> but i just really wonder whether or whether we value people enough and we let them know enough and so people start searching for value beyond um beyond themselves and stuff so when you start asking about value is everybody actually just looking looking for more value in in stuff where actually god really adores them and values them but they just don't know yeah. Maybe their church was too involved in the mission or something, or but I don't know. It's a, it's a massive, it's a massive question. I don't think I've answered yeah. it. I've, I've, I've mumbled <laughs> on and just asked a few, but I, I do, I do find. Firstly, it's it's people are more polite and they're so processing themselves. Yeah, and we know we we if we're anywhere near smart, we know less and less. Or yeah. we, we're aware as we get older, we know less and less, and everyone's got their own individual things. But the privilege of being a pastor is just walking with people mm. as they unpack that and some stuff you've been there before some stuff you have a a truth about god which is really going to help them and so it's just a beautiful beautiful process really yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and that's the other difference isn't it we're talking about differences in the ages of the people you two are mm. talking to but there's also yeah. the difference in you drop in and out of a school and maybe you'll see the same kids next year or yeah. next term yeah but not super often yeah. where you'll be able to Andy spend more time with yeah well I, you each know, person. I, I would have sat with them through a bereavement and we yeah. would have prayed together about something and maybe I've celebrated their kids with them mm. you know like so it's it's a privilege. There's something about consistency and value, I suppose, there as yeah. well. But I do. I mean, I worked in school for ten years. And I do love school, and I just if you can get the kids, whilst remaining in control of the classroom, <laughs> so learning can happen. Um, if you can get kids sharing what they think, and not the, like you said, not the same two or three, mm. um, but all of the kids, you get mm. a real wild space, a real honest space. What um, what's the opinion that has surprised you most? from young people great question um you know it could even be from consistent you know it keeps appearing which is mm, a surprise to you or the one standout one um have rights to things Mm. and that just you know so something a question that i throw at them is um there's you know we talk about this kind of genetic condition um five babies are born with this condition in the uk every year Mm. um it means they've got a life expectancy of kind of five to eight um the treatment that's available to them costs three million a year um do we say yes you can have it on the nhs or not Mm. um and they all say oh but it's it's a right to have that treatment if it's wow. if they can have it then yeah. then they should and it's like well that's so interesting that like where does that idea that we have rights come from mm. and i suppose it's yeah maybe not having the bigger picture vision of like there's plenty of people in the world that don't yeah yeah, yeah get yeah. access to any kind of treatment so yeah that that kind of surprised me um yeah particularly from the kind of that sort of 13 to 15 ish age yeah. where you sometimes think like, oh, year nine, year ten, a bit horrible. But actually, 
uh, yeah, they have some, yeah, really interesting perceptions of the world. Gosh, mm. that's good. I, was, I read a short article. I wanted to do, read more, read about it, really, because but the, art, the premise of the article was we live now mm. in more comfort than kings used to live in. And I was thinking, yeah. gosh, how much do we take for granted? Yeah. Um, and so the idea that, well, we should have all the medication that's available in any possible way without question. Mm. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I find, I find mm. a bizarre disconnect. I know this is not particularly about children, but between how do we value people by the amount of money they make, but also we value them enough that we have rights to everything just because we're humans. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, don't, I don't entirely know how to process that. Yeah. yeah. And then you start the conversation of, oh, well, if it's being funded by the NHS, well, where's that money going to come from? Do we do people pay more tax? They're like, oh, no, well, people can't do that. You know, well, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, yeah, the kind of trying to join up some of those dots and, um, yeah. Big picture stuff, isn't it? Mm. It's really good, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, back to the kind of, we talk, talked about the, the big question that you asked, which mm. is, does science make it difficult to believe in God? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Do you yeah, have yeah. there was we, a, there, we were that's talking a thing. about that? Weren't we? This was one massive tangent, but that's yeah. okay. I, how many podcasts are just one big tangent, really? Yeah, gotta be. Um, but do you have any further information from either the statistics or from your experience that tells you what it is that makes it difficult, or what it is about your sessions then that make it easier to believe in God? Mm. I think, particularly for the kind of younger age group. So much of it is tied up in um, kind of creation and origins. So immediately kind of hear, well, science has proved that the Big Bang was how the world started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So God can't be real because it has to be one or the other. Exclusive, yeah. Yeah. And so starting to explore some of that of, you know, does it have to be one or the other or could it be both? Could it be that science is helping us to explain more about god discover more about god and how he works mm-hmm. um so yeah particularly with that kind of age group starting to unpack some of that stuff um i think with the older ones they're yeah perhaps more have a perception of christians and what christians believe um still around things like creation but um yeah i think also kind of other stuff in life that they just assume that every Christian must believe the same, mostly most extreme view that they've heard. And so they must also completely disagree with science and what science does. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's where actually us just being there with them for a day, hopefully will impact that. Um, Lived experience. Exactly. We got to be with a Christian. (laughs) They were all right, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. And yeah, and weren't there to say what I believe is 100% right. Mm. Um, and actually, yeah, for us to be able to share some of the, this is what I think now, but that could completely change because we're still learning and developing faith as yeah, well as yeah, we kind yeah. of journey that. So, um, yeah. yeah. So for that to be in children's psyche, mm. is that in a curriculum? Is it a general culture thing, do you think? Like, do you get to speak to any of the teachers about curriculum and maybe some misrepresentation that may or may not be happening. How do you find all of that? I think, yeah, kind of somewhere between the two. Um, Right. A big kind of shift that we noticed um, and really spurred us on to work with primary schools as much as we do, that's now our kind of predominant work really, um, was evolution being brought into the science curriculum. So then particularly like teachers in a church school were like, "Ah, how do we teach this when we've been teaching them 
the creation story from Genesis from the first day they started school mm. and now, you know, how do you then teach this in a way that which doesn't just completely kind yeah. of conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so yeah, that's part of it, I think, is yeah, where this stuff starts to come into the curriculum. Yeah. Um even stuff around like space and climate where mm. they might think, well, is there life on other planets? What does that mean? Yeah. for us as humans yeah, yeah, yeah. why would god create life on other planets if there is mm. um yeah things like why would god not stop climate change um so mm. exploring those kind of questions Good questions like why would god yeah. not stop climate change sarah <laughs> yeah well my go-to with that one is like maybe he is through us as humanity Ooh, working nice. through us <laughs> so good smooth That's do your recycling at home kids um yeah but oh. yeah but sometimes you hear yeah again with that kind of age group you almost like hear their parents' voice coming out of their mouth. I really, I you're like, yeah, yeah. Do you actually know what you're saying, or have you just heard someone else in your life say that and yeah. decided that must be what you think too? And so, trying to unpick some of that as well. Yeah. yeah and do yeah, you get because yeah. you often go into school and just do an event, don't you? Do you mm. get a chance to ever see the same kids after a period of time and do any follow up? See, see how frustratingly how not really. No. The only time might be if say we went and saw year five and year six one year yeah. and then went back again to so the year five from last year and year six mm. this year. Yeah. And then you do see they're like, oh yeah, we talked about this last year and as they've grown another year older and had another year of experience of life, then their yeah. opinions generally are quite different. Um, so yeah, mm. but otherwise it's hoping that they keep doing um, yeah. some of that in school or themselves. Yeah, I think it's incredibly valuable because I mean, as working with grown-ups and young people, you know, I do think, as you've said, unpick there, and I think that's always what we're doing, and whether we're unpicking, in the, in the first century we were unpicking the teaching of the Pharisees, which was mm. religious oppression, um, or whether we're unpicking like a secular worldview um, to the possibility that there could be a God, um, I think that's always always happening, really. So um, I think it's really great that you're in school inspiring and saying, hey, you know, Let's just remove one of the blocks that could possibly stop you from knowing about God or knowing God. Mm. Keep up the good work. Yeah, really fun. And it's teaching the kids those skills to be able to not just have the assumptions as well. That's good. Yeah, it is, yeah, there's yeah. the assumption of like, okay, the Big Bang and God are mutually exclusive. We can't have both. And you, we can break down that assumption. But the assumptions that we get in political bubbles and all those mm. kinds of things where mm. it's just, yeah. We all need that ability and we're not really taught it. Yeah. yeah, it's true. And so we have such polarising yeah. things going on now. Yeah. Cool, look at us. I know. Whoa. Very philosophical. Hey, how long have we got left? We've got maybe 10 minutes. Have we really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, times. if we want it, we could, yeah. we could just go. Well, it depends on Sarah, really. It I mean, does. Sarah, are you go. doing all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, she's out the door with a coat. Well, that yeah. was great. Well, <laughs> good days. What I'm interested to know is... Um, what, how has this affected you as well? Like, what have you learned personally from doing all of this work with kids? Mm. All I, the big questions today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I have, yeah, I think a better understanding of, of what people think and people from, yeah, all kinds of different backgrounds think. Um, I th yeah, I think my experience of people being like, what do you mean you're a Christian and also a scientist? How does that work? Mm. I was like, oh, well, surely they'll ask that question all the time then. Um, mm. 
And sometimes, yeah, as we said, they do. They see science as a block. Sometimes it's like, I don't really care that you're a scientist and also a Christian. Like, why would that be a block? Yeah. Why are you talking about this? Um, so, yeah, kind of seeing that whole range, I think, has been really interesting. And um, it's definitely made me... I mean, we end every day with a panel Q&A where you're thrown questions by children or teenagers. <laughs> where it's like, okay, I've got 30 seconds to try and come up with some kind of answer to this. So, um, we see now why she was so good at the game. <laughs> yeah, pretty good, yeah. eh? Yeah, I need to, I need, we need to send me to some schools. <laughs> yeah. yeah Training. Yeah. So, yeah, like thinking through some of those. I always remember this girl who was like, how do we know we really exist? Like, well, um, 30 seconds, go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Thursday morning. Come on, girl. Yeah. Help me out. So, um, yeah. The, what did you say? I think I said something like, we we won't know, but let's live assuming that we do exist because what's the point in mm. just going through life for the sake of it? But, yeah, she was 10. So <laughs> and, then she, and then she disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. And everybody just went, what was that? Yeah, so, <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I think the getting to do that thinking and questioning myself, um, I try and describe it a bit like a puzzle to the younger kids particularly, where the different types of knowledge that we have and experiences that we have and people that we meet this is good. are kind of yeah. like puzzle pieces. And so actually every day yeah. that I'm in school is like another little puzzle piece because there's people that I've met who yeah. think differently to me and influence what I think at the same time that maybe they're learning so mm. amazing yeah. what a lovely thought do you have a takeaway andy for as someone who doesn't work in schools that's what have we yeah. learned from from talking about schools for you yeah i think um yeah two takeaways one is that it's still very prevalent that um there are odds um mm. science effect or well, that's the teaching um or the general kind of osmosis received learning um so that's a su surprise to me i thought there'd be more mm. balance but then who's got time to rewrite a curriculum when you've got all these books to mark etc yeah so maybe that's a challenge and then the other thing is um don't assume what you think people are asking you mm. know actually try and get to what they're asking i mean i've got some discipline in that from being a pastor but it's still useful actually not to assume what you think kids and their their tiny minds of learning, you know, yeah. might be asking yeah. some questions that are proper left field and mm. yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm I'm really taken with this idea of assumptions and we just yeah, similar. Yeah, we yeah. don't know what people have assumed about us or the rest of the world or kind of the lens that they're viewing it from. Mm, or sometimes the language. lens that we're viewing it from. Yeah. Um so yeah, that whole idea of unpicking things and working out why we think what we think yeah. is um yeah, really intriguing to me. And I will definitely ponder that one. So thank you for helping us unpick that. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Hey, is there mm. one like um kind of most consistent thing that happens during your sessions with that or you know there's often like a light bulb moment that happens or is there one argument that often kind of brings a light bulb moment or you know like a blockage that you remove in all the work that you're doing is there like a consistent one that has often you know it could be the dinosaurs are allowed to you, you can hold these two things in tension or something like that yeah i think um i really love doing a session on the creation narrative yeah. and evolution and 
how do those two things possibly okay. come together? Um, and actually by starting off looking at Genesis as poetry and sure. just because we're talk- calling it a poem, does that mean that it's untrue? And actually, well, there's plenty of true poems that exist in the world. So right, right, we right. can still take that as really valuable. And like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, and then I love, so I talk about the hungry caterpillar. Oh, Eric Cole. Yeah. Eric Cole's masterpiece. Also a poem, also written about seven days, but actually it doesn't really matter that it's about seven days. It could be a whole novel of like three months of a hungry caterpillar. I'd read that. It would be a good one. I mean, he got through the whole picnic by day seven, (laughs) so who knows where he'd be three months later. But yeah, kind of saying this story in Genesis might not be written as a science textbook. Okay. Who'd have thought? Gosh, and actually it contains that. so much yeah. truth and great knowledge and important messages. Doesn't mean that what science yeah. tells us there's Gavin's delivery. <laughs> <laughs> what beautiful time. Yeah. We've, we've done this whole podcast in jeopardy of a delivery. We're going to go and answer the is. door. Amazing. Um, yeah. So just love exploring that and, and kind of getting them to think That's what fantastic. they think. I remember watching you do that session and I, I really loved it. I, was, I, I am sitting in a room surrounded by 10-year-olds <laughs> genuinely comparing Genesis 1 and The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> it's excellent yeah. and it works. So thank you for your contribution to my education and to <laughs> many 10 and 11-year-olds. And thank you for joining us, I think. We'll welcome Andy back in a sec from, from the delivery collection. Yeah. You, are you back in time to say bye? Well, listener... Um, I don't want to steal the show. It's been wonderful oh. having you said. But I've got to get this delivery from outside. Oh, no. But the door's locked. Oh. I'm not sure where the key is and there's a guy waiting for me. So, listener, listen. I'll say, what an amazing goodbye. And what <laughs> an amazing time. Thanks for being with us. I'm Welcome gonna to go. Crystal Maze. Yes, Bye. and you may hear some rattling of keys in the background. Thanks for joining us. You can get in touch with questions, comments and suggestions on Instagram at nowthersathought or by email to nowthersathought at c3gallery.church. They both look exactly like now Teresa thoughts, but that's just a happy coincidence. If your name is Teresa and you'd like to help us live up to our Instagram handle, please get in touch for that too. You can also check out God and the Big Bang and all their great work at gatbb.co.uk. We'll be back next month, so follow us on your podcast app to get a notification. And don't forget to tell your friends if you enjoy the podcast, but not if you don't. That's no help. Fantastic. Um, Andy, this back door's open. And the gate.